Welcome to OpenSAP Invites, your invitation to learn with us on the go. Welcome to OpenSAP Invites. I'm your host, Elisabeth Riemann. In this episode, we'll be learning from Tim Back, Chief Development Architect for Extensions at SAP Cloud Platform, how we can develop innovations fast. Tim will be explaining how we can start building our own decoupled extension apps to optimize and enhance the business core. SAP Cloud Platform offers different approaches depending on our own skill set and the use case, and Tim will be guiding us expertly through the different options available. We'll be talking CAP, RAP, SAP UI5, and Fury Elements, so get ready for a very practical learner's guide. And don't worry, we'll explain those acronyms. Tim Back has worked at SAP since 1997. He has extensive development experience spanning SAP R3 Logistics, SAP Customer Relationship Management, SAP UI5, and Internet of Things. Today, Tim is Chief Development Architect for SAP Cloud Platform Extensions, and his specialized focus is app development using SAP Cloud Application Programming Model, that's CAP, SAP UI5, and Fury Elements. Let's say hello. Hi, Tim. Welcome to Open SAP Invites. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today to talk about your own experiences of app development on SAP Cloud Platform. Now, we know the platform is really versatile and offers a multitude of different development options depending on the particular use case and our own expertise. So I'm really looking forward to learning from you today what's involved from a development perspective. And I also hope you can talk us through some recent examples and some use cases to really help our understanding along there too. But before we start, I do have a warm-up question for you, which relates to your own learning journey. Could you please share one of your very first development experiences with us? What did you build and how did you go about it? Well, uh, it was actually last year, um... But that's the experience I have with the cloud platform and uh, using the stuff um, I suppose we might be talking about in this in this uh, talk today. Um, so, you know, I play football. Um, I love football. I still play football, even though I'm 50 years old now. But we have, like you could say, some kind of old old men's league um, that was set up uh, right with teams that are all uh, 40 or above uh, people in there and uh, we needed some uh, system actually that um, where you could um, create all the fixtures um, all the results and so on look at the tables and so on and we didn't have anything and there, there, there was some central one and you know I thought mm, that's a good way actually for me to get into um, the programming model uh, get to know the cloud platform Platform and so on, and and um, I did that using a lot of the technology that is also used for um, um, for uh, cloud platform extensions, right? The topic uh -huh. that we uh, will cover today. So yeah, I so for my own purposes, I created an uh, application for for this for for <laughs> the football. <laughs> Excellent. I think that's a really good example because I think it's always nice to choose a topic, something that we really feel passionate about in our own free time. So football, it's some hobby that we all share, right? And so it's really nice when you can develop something around that. It's really motivating and really rewarding uh, when you've actually mm. built something and you've got something to show for it. And the learning process itself is also very valuable. 
So if we look now at the cloud platform specifically in today's innovation topic, when we want to optimize existing software and innovate with new features and functions, what extension option, options does SAP Cloud Platform provide? Well, first of all, the Cloud Platform gives you really the option to build something next to your existing solution. Very often you want to innovate, um, but you have your existing processes. Uh, you don't want to endanger your existing processes or your um, existing systems to to enhance that and break something there. Uh, with the Cloud Platform extensions, you have the perfect tool um, to to innovate next to what you have. You build your application uh, or your number of applications on on the Cloud Platform. And so usually uh, you, you don't do that on a, let's say, green field where, um, where you just come up with something completely new that has nothing to do with um, what you had before and with your existing processes. Um, so you, you need to connect somehow to um, APIs and, and the data of your existing systems, um, like S4, for example, S4HANA. And the cloud platform gives you the perfect tool for it because what you can do is you can create a so-called side-by-side extension. Um, and this, you know, just calls APIs or in the best case even um, is, is notified uh, via events from S4 that there is um, maybe something has changed in the uh, in your backend system. And your new application that you build next to it on the cloud platform um, just listens to these events and then gets the new data and you just build an application um, next to your original system, right? And so you, you don't necessarily tamper with your original process, but you extend it um, on the uh -huh. cloud platform. And something that we call um, you keep your core clean, more or less, yeah. Uh -huh. Excellent. So essentially, the extension apps that you talk about, they really are decoupled from the core. So as you say now, keeping mm -hmm. things clean or lean. So that really means that we can optimize and innovate pretty freely then without actually impacting the underlying backend system. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. And I guess this in itself actually speeds up the development time too, right? Because you're not looking at uh, release cycles in the backend system. There are no restrictions there then. Exactly. Because it's so decoupled, you can have your completely own release cycle on that, right? That's exactly true. That's really good. And um, so, so on top of of of, uh, of that, um, it's um, you've got a number of of technologies that the uh, cloud platform comes with. Um, one of them being the cloud application programming model called CUP. In short, um, um, if you're more on the Java or uh, JavaScript world, um, or the um, RESTful um, application programming model called RUP, which is the ABAP side. And these tools help you a lot to create your new services um, for your application. Mm -hmm. um, and there is uh, Fury Elements in UI5 to build the UI on top of it. And with these tools, you can really easily create new applications and that consume um, that can consume the data from your existing data, uh, um, uh, from your existing uh, systems like S4HANA, as well as creating your own data models on top of it. So you might have a mixture, right? You you either can actually create applications, as I said, like 
um, on the green field, mm -hmm. which is a rare rare case with your own data model, or you have a mixture of your own data, new data for your new application mixed in with um, some data or some information of the um, original platform. Mm -hmm. So what development tools, like you've listed some of the different approaches here now, but what development tools and services are available and how do the options differ, say, for an experienced developer on the one hand compared with a process expert? That's a completely set of different needs altogether, right? That's true, yeah. We are uh, trying to cater for all kinds of developers, right? Um, at this point, it's it's more the kind of what we call the professional developer. Um, so a developer that uses their own editor um, is very code-based, for example. Um, but um, there's also, um, so far, there was um, the... The web IDE that maybe some of you uh, that listen into this podcast um, actually know, um, but there is a new tool out there which is called the SAP Business Application Studio, and in this Business Application Studio you can have like a, a combination of of uh, what I just said. You can have your good old text editor uh, which comes with Code Exist for example and so on, but it also brings in a number of extensions uh, which would be more of the what you see is what you get type. So um, you drag and drop stuff um, and and you do things more by declaration, for example. So you, you have to code less, right? Something which you call mm -hmm. low code, if you don't have that much code or even no code, if you just, you know, basically dragging and dropping stuff around and, and creating your application with this. Um, so you you have an option, right? What do you want to do? And then especially in the low code, no code area, we are um, we are investing a lot um, at SAP to make this a smoother experience that you get um, if if you um, incline that way. Um, you can do more and more uh, by just um, you know visual graphical tools um, rather than having to type code. Having said that. Um, you know, code is always important and uh, it's important that you can actually switch uh, from from your graphical experience where you have maybe jump-started the project even. Mm -hmm. um, you you do the last mile um, in your code um, and that with text editor. So the business application studio is, is, is one of the options that you have for that. We um, also have uh, visual code. Um, the So the um, the editor from uh, from Microsoft that has a lot of traction in the community. That's also a possibility, and um, a lot of the extensions that you can use um, in the Business Application Studio, you can also use in Visual Code directly. So mm -hmm. you can even um, be in Visual Code if you like that. I think that's really excellent that we're catering for the different needs. Right, we have experienced developers mm -hmm. on the one hand, but also people who are business experts who can therefore start with the the mm -hmm. graphic tools, I guess, with the visualization mm -hmm. process. Exactly. And it's much mm -hmm. easier to think about the process, the workflows, the functions, and then maybe doing eighty percent of the functionality and then handing over to development experts. Exactly. And you mentioned like the workflow. I I I. I've, almost forgot about that right like um workflow is obviously a huge part of this whole experience so it's not just code but um a lot of things can actually handle via uh workflows and then also uh -huh. the graphical modeling of the workflow is important and that's also incorporated in the business application studio yeah. and i think that's fabulous that the sap cloud platform is now a really holistic platform where it caters for everyone's different needs the different use cases and scenarios that we have so i'm wondering say we have a developer listening 
listening today and we're thinking about the different programming models available, the different tools, can you talk us through the decision process? How do we decide as a developer which tools, service and models we should start to use to develop a particular application? That's a good question, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, in, in general, the cloud platform is open for, um, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of things that you can do. Um, but um, basically, when it comes to creating services, uh, the two major ones that we recommend from SAP side is, uh, is the cloud application programming model that I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And the other one is the uh, RESTful um, ABAP programming model, um, both abbreviated CUP and RUP. <laughs> so what's the difference between the two of them and, and, and how to decide, right? Well, CUP is, um, Cup is more catering for Java and JavaScript developers. So you can either program in Java or JavaScript, meaning um, it's a Node.js solution. So you've got these two flavors there. It's more a cloud-native approach, um, and it's something that you would probably um, use much more if you want to uh, make use of all the kind of open source components um, in the backends that are out there um, on JavaScript side and also on Java side, right? So that's that would be a decision criteria for CUP, right? Like what, mm -hmm. what are your skills? Um, do you want to go more for cloud native um, approach and do you want to use um, all kinds of other software that's out there. That um, the reasons for RUP would much rather be, okay, you have an ABAP background, maybe you come from um, the traditional ABAP uh, programming school and uh, for, for example, S4HANA, um, and, and you just want to continue that, you want to take that to the next level in the cloud. Um, Another reason would be you already have a lot of legacy code from ABAP that you might want to reuse for your applications, right? And that mm -hmm. you want to incorporate there. It's not just services, but the code. And then uh, a third reason for using RUP would be um, that RUP exists in, 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 um, as such on-premise uh, in S4HANA cloud and the sub-cloud platform, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so in, in these three environments, and that's uh, another reason you, you might want to um, have the code on, on, on different platforms there, and that's a reason for, for you to use RUP as well. Um, so that's the, that's the back end, really, um, the choice between the two of them. Um, I, I have to say, you know, uh, for, for all the differences that I just uh -huh. mentioned, there is a lot in common as well. They're both based on CDS. And CDS, um, it's the um, um, our format which which lets you define the data model or your domain model. It lets you define your services, and just by declaring um, or defining the data model and the services using CDS, you immediately get. Um, in both cases, you get services which uh, speak O data. Um, in CUP at this point still uh, V2, uh, v, sorry, V4, the version 4 of it. Uh -huh. In RAP, um, it's uh, V2 and V4 at this point. So just by defining the services using some declarative approach, you, without any programming in both cases, you get OData services, fully functional OData services, which is important. Right? That's really good. So that's the backend. Um, uh, do you want me to talk about the front end as well? <laughs> yeah, if you if you don't mind. I mean, it was really good to hear the differences between yeah. CAP and RAP and also the similarities as well and the functional scope that's, that's really informative and really helpful. But please, uh, the front end, if you may. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So the so the front end, the front end again, like because it's you know it's all JavaScript, it's HTML. Mm -hmm. Um, you you can use um whatever you like uh, to to program on top of these of the services that we've just created using Cup or Up. Um, but you know again, our recommendation would be to use uh, what SAP has to offer there for you, and that starts with UI five. Um, so many of you, I suppose. Uh, have heard of UI5 or are even using it and know what it comes with. Um, so it not come, it not only comes with a framework um, that, that does a lot of things for you, like data binding, especially all data, data binding. But I mean, a common misconception is, is usually with UI5 that people think it can only be used for all data. It can also be used for any kind of JSON structure. But I think the most important thing for you is the rich control set. Uh, that UI5 comes with, um, enterprise-ready control set. And that actually sets UI5 apart from a lot of solutions that are out there and that, um, um, you know, might be trendy um, in, in, mm -hmm. in, in the community. But um, the control set that UI5 has is um, is unmatched in that uh, respect. Uh, so, for example, if, you, if you're in business software, there's a lot of things like uh, that that are that is 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 displayed and and uh, worked on in tables, uh, right? So big tables, uh, you have to have uh, your possibility of filtering um, the data, of sorting the data. You have to have downloads of the data that is in the tables. All kinds of things that you want to do, complex stuff. Um, and that comes with UI5 out of the box. Um, and then a quite minor example, something like a calendar, for example, um, calendar control, right? Like, um, you know, it's very easy to create the style of a calendar, um, but uh, you don't really want to program the calendar yourself. Um, and even if you find some components, some open source component outside that has a calendar in there, if you, for example, want to use your application um, all over the world, and then you need to support special kinds of calendars, like you know something like like a Japanese emperor calendar, for example, in Japan, mm -hmm. or an Islamic calendar, um, that all comes with UI5, right? And that's um, that's something that you you know you usually don't find, and if you want to do it yourself, you have to spend a lot of time for doing these things, which you don't you know, you don't really want to put your focus on. So this is UI5, like, so I think I've said enough about UI5. Yeah. Uh, um, um, but um, there's, you know, something even more, which is Fury Elements on top of it. And mm -hmm. Fury Elements also uses UI5, but it comes with a, a, a number of, of patterns, of uh, Fury patterns. Um, so you like a work list and an object page, for example. And it comes with a lot of, built-in functionality, like for example, the draft concept. So when you when you have a Fiori Elements application, what you can immediately do is just by connecting your data service, you immediately have a choice between um, a display and an edit mode. And in the edit mode, you also have the draft concept, which means that even if something is wrong, for example, you have entered a, a, a wrong value that um, the backend doesn't like, or you've, you've missed a field because you're in a in a in a rush and you have to leave for something else. Um, in the old days, that meant you can't actually save what you have typed in, and you would have to abandon the whole process. Nowadays, with the draft concept, and that comes in with Fury Elements, you can mm -hmm. just save the data as it is. 
in a kind of unpublished state, and you can just return later and then fix all the problems that you've um, that you've left um, um, the the object with more or less, and do it later. So that all comes with Fiori elements, and it's it's just. Um, using basically UI5, and it comes with a, uh, you 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 create additional metadata in forms of annotations of our data services, and that drives the Fury Elements application. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's 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 largely a metadata driven process. And um, yeah, that's basically that's basically yeah. these are basically the yeah, the the. Uh, technologies that you can use. Yeah, and it's really great to hear from a developer perspective which tools, models, and service and things really help our different needs. Um, that's really helpful. And I guess I should say at this point, we'll include all the information in our show notes as well. So all the information about SAP, yes. UI5, yep. all about CAP and RAP, we'll include everything there so everyone can look up further details then as well. So I guess now we've spoken about the tool side, what I'd really like to turn to now is um, to talk about some of the apps that SAP has developed on SAP Cloud Platform recently with the aim of supporting people during the coronavirus crisis. There's been quite a lot of coverage here in the media, and I know that you've been involved with these projects too. So I'd really like to ask you for some details from your side. Yeah, I had the pleasure um, of of um, being involved in in two of the applications that uh, just came out of the Corona crisis. The first one was uh, actually at the height of of the the crisis when, uh, within one week, um, all major countries actually um, shut everything down, uh, went into a lockdown uh, lockdown and. Um, um, shut down their borders and as well the flights. So what happened that uh, like all over the world, a lot of German citizens were stranded abroad, and um, so the German government decided to um, to start this program um, to to get the Germans back, um, and they they needed to register themselves um, for where they were and for going back and for 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 being picked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is for German citizens who are basically stranded abroad when their borders closed, right? That's exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was in the in 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 I think in the third week of March when all borders were suddenly closed, and yeah, um, and that they had no chance to get home anymore because there were no flights anymore. So the German government decided actually to to organize flights, but you first had to register for that, and they needed an application for the registration there. Um, and so they, because it was also it was also critical, and you couldn't wait for a number of weeks. We were basically asked, like in one evening, they turned to SAP and asked us to um, if if we could actually get them an application that would, or two applications really that would, uh, where people could register themselves to be flown back home. And the second application where there would be a huge list of all the people that registered in the countries there were. And so for the embassies, basically in the German foreign office, um, to, to organize the flights back. And they asked us like in one, one evening. And, uh, so whether we could actually do this and finish mm-hmm. this by the next morning, really. Oh, so gosh, we this, had a pressure. night. <laughs> Yes, and there was a lot of pressure to do that. Um, even though the use case, you know, from an application perspective, it wasn't too hard, but you know, still, I mean, it's starting a software project at, um, um, let's say, seven seven p.m. It was, mm-hmm. and finishing it early in the morning is quite a challenge. So we programmed all through the night, basically using some of the technologies that I just mentioned, namely uh, CUP, um, UI five, and Fury Elements. Um, mm-hmm. 
for both applications and doing this on the cloud platform um, on, on, on top of it. So really from end to end, starting uh, getting the accounts and uh, getting the domain registered, um, having the security, which was uh, obviously very important, right? Like um, mm-hmm. if you have like tens of thousands of people um, actually uh, providing their personal data and phone numbers and addresses and so on, you really want to make sure that no one can tamper with it. And so that had to be all included in this one night. Um, uh, but we, we were able to do that. So that was like the one application maybe without, you know, going into yeah. too much detail about the other one. Then the next one was a, uh, a hospital. But uh, that's you know. incredible just to come back to that achievement though. Yeah, the fact yeah, that mm-hmm, in yeah. this course of one night, right, you managed to create this yes. app based on all the different tools and technology on the SAP cloud platform and really put it yeah, to practical yeah. good use to, to bring German citizens back home. I mean, that's just an amazing example of, great teamwork, um, tools that really help you innovate fast when you need it. And it's really identifying this business value, practical help and really implementing it. And I think um, it's just amazing. It makes you feel really proud to, to be involved, right? Yes, yes. I mean, it, 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 it felt quite it felt quite good to actually be able to contribute that and to, to see something that would actually help a lot of people um, to get back home. That felt quite mm-hmm. quite good. And it showed also the power of uh, what SAP has with uh, with the cloud platform and the programming models on top of it, yes. Absolutely, and I think normally when you think about extension applications, these projects, they have so many different touch points, the different tools you have to use. It normally takes a very long time to ramp everybody up, to get to grips with the tools, mm. to actually start the mm. development process. It's something that can drag mm. on over weeks and months. And this is something mm. that you've pulled together within the space of a few hours, essentially. And that really speaks mm. uh, for the tools themselves and for the platform, I think, as well. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, that that's that's true. I mean, I have to say we we learned. You you always take some learning from that, right? Um, and uh, you know, we were a couple of experts uh, in, in in the middle of the night, and you we felt like okay. Um, this is also good that we see some of the stuff we can actually do better. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. when, when I talked at the at the very beginning and how we want to invest uh, a lot into um, also low code, no code tooling, there were a couple of things where you where we thought, okay, that can be that can be done uh, more easily, and uh, it it helps us a lot. Um, these these the the pressure that came up with these projects um, that helped us also a lot to to find out ourselves what needs to be more streamlined even more right mm-hmm. like even though it was such a wonderful experience that it can be pulled off in such a short time um we found uh, a number of points where we can actually deliver even better stuff <laughs> so it was also good and that's good where you can optimize that as well so a lot of good came yep. of that app yep. so that's really good and you mentioned yep. there's another app that you were also involved with so if you'd like to tell us a little bit more about yep. that too Yes, that was like um, uh, just a week later, actually, really, um, for um, hospitals of the Rhein-Neckar region. This is uh, the region where, um, in, in Germany, where SAP has uh, its its headquarters. So Heidelberg, for example, being the biggest city there. And uh, the hospitals, I think it was about 25 of them, they wanted to have a system where they can actually um, track the number of, of or the, the patients, uh, especially the COVID patients, and also uh, get an overview of the capacity that they have for uh, um, 
beds, normal beds in normal wards or beds with uh, ventilation in uh, uh, intensive care, for example. So uh, basically being able to monitor the situation uh, if, if, if things get out of hand and be able to help each other out um, in, uh, in, in the worst case if, if one hospital would be uh, uh, pressed for beds, really. And so we build an application, uh, you know, where the, the hospitals could maintain that for by each ward. Um, and that was um, <laughs> a relatively long project, I'd say, uh, compared to the uh, one night that we had for <laughs> the uh, for the uh, repatriation application, as we called it. It was one that was one extreme, though, right? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It was one point five weeks this time, which is still oh. a ridiculous <laughs> low number, you know. But I think that's still uh, but fast. It's, uh, yeah, that is still fast, but it brought in at least, you know, um, what was different there was, um, even though it was all very cramped, um, we still had a lot of interaction uh, on a daily basis with the customers, really, with the hospitals. And um, so it was a lot of back and forward with the repatriation. There couldn't be that much back and forward. Uh, there was a bit of in the night, but um, the process was defined and that was it. Um, with the other one, the process changed a lot as it is with normal software projects. And I could really tell again the power of, of CUP and Fury Elements on top of it because mm -hmm. um, I, I had to change a lot um, from on a daily basis, um, sometimes actually splitting from one application into two. Uh, that happened in, in, in one occasion. Um, and, you know, it, it just using the metadata for the Fiori elements and, and the, the, the strength that CUP has, like in defining the services, um, it was actually quite easy to do. Um, and um, if, if, if that had been just, let's say, normal code without declaration, and it I would have just to restructure and refactor the code completely, it would have been possible as well, obviously, but it would have taken a much longer time. So um, it was quite perfect, the combination of all the programming yeah. models there. Um, and it really showed that, especially in the beginning of a software project, when things change a lot, um, you can quickly actually um, um, adjust to these changes, really. Yeah. And I think that's so important that we can adjust to different demands and, and really react in a really um, quick turnaround. Um, I think that's really what the tools need to deliver today. Um, they're the demands and the requirements that we have. And so that's really good that we have some really positive examples of how SAP Cloud Platform has been used, how SAP has been developing applications using the tools and the models there. And I just think that's absolutely incredible. And I just love hearing about the shortness of the time in which it was developed and uh, put to good use. So yeah. that's absolutely amazing. And I could now really well imagine that you've motivated other people to really want to start developing apps on SAP Cloud Platform themselves. So one question I'd like to put to you now is how and where can we learn more about some of the services and programming models that we've talked about? What options do we have? Yeah, there is um, there is obviously a lot of material out there. Um, I can uh, definitely point to if you want to know more about CUP um, and and the stuff you can do with it. I mean, there's a lot lots of good stuff in it, which um, I haven't even mentioned. Like for example, uh, which I, I should mention now, basically still um, that you can do a lot of local development with CUP uh, without having to deploy the the services. You can try out a lot locally and get really fast turnaround times. And if you want to try that out yourself there is an open sap course uh, so you find that on under open.sap.com uh, under courses and then it's called cp7 so the 
Um, the title is Building Applications with SAP Cloud Application Programming Model. And you, so this is quite a, um, a course that uh, catches on a lot with, uh, with, with people. Um, so if you want to learn about that, you can do that. Um, you can also go to the um, Discovery Center or there's Discovery, Discovery Center Missions um, uh, and the discovery uh, minus. They're on the SAP Cloud Platform, I think, aren't they? Yes, exactly, exactly. They're on the Cloud Platform, where you can actually find out that you have different uh, missions there, like getting started with the Cloud Platform or develop um, SAP as for HANA Cloud Extension. So when you actually involve your backend system, uh, your original backend system as well. But as well, there is something like uh, create an SAP UI5 application and deliver on the Fiori Launchpad. You find a lot of resources only also for um, uh, for um, SAP. I mean, you just need to uh, for for SAP UI five. Sorry, you just need to Google for SAP UI five, and then you it, the first entry would be the demo kit there, and you find walkthroughs there for UI five. So you get a rich host of of resources actually in the internet for the um, to find out. That sounds really good. So we'll include those all in our show notes as well. <laughs> So, yep. Tim, yep. Um, we like to wrap up every episode with a summary of three key learnings. And so I'd like to ask you now, what three things would you like us to remember about app development after we've listened to today's episode with you? Okay, um, let's think. Okay, so, well, maybe the first one would be that, um, you know, with um, the cloud platform, um, it's the cloud platform foundation that it has and the uh, technologies like CUP, uh, RAP, UI5 and Fury Elements, they provide a really nice way of creating uh, and, and, and publishing, actually getting applications live in no time, um, like we've just talked about in the COVID um, application cases. So really, mm -hmm. you can innovate and get this out really quickly. So this would be the first one. Um, second one, something that we, you know, that I talked about at the very beginning, you can use these technologies and extend your business processes that you already have without endangering um, your running systems, right? So you truly build something on top of it. You create new processes, new value without um, actually endangering what you already have. Um, and then maybe the third one is that um, uh, technologies like CAPRAP, uh, Fury Elements and UI5 provide such a solid basis of uh, uh, enterprise-ready functionality um, that you would otherwise have to program yourself, right? When you use um, some some other open source um, components, you can use them, you're free to use them, obviously, and uh, Cloud Platform works well together with them. But you're, you get so much um, from, from these technologies that you would otherwise have to program yourself. So um, that's something that you should strongly consider, actually. And that would be the third and last key learning there, really. Really helpful. I love having the summary at the end because we cover so much ground. It's really good to have those three key takeaways. So thank you very much. And Tim, mm -hmm. it's been wonderful to have you here today to talk to us. And I love that you've been able to guide us through the different development options available. Um, I think otherwise it's confusing, but having that firsthand advice, it really helps. So thank you so, so very much for your time. Thanks a lot as well. It was uh, a pleasure. Now, open SAP News ad reviews. So what's new? Well, we have some brand new courses for you. 
From June 16th to July 31st, you can enroll in and learn with a brand new format, SAP Ariba Start Sourcing Starter Kit. Apply for a free SAP Ariba Start Sourcing software offer and obtain all the learning materials you need to get started. TNCs apply. A new SAP Fieldglass course focusing high level on SAP's vendor management solution has just started on June 22nd. You can also enroll in New Work and Purpose, which starts June 30th. This course was developed by various experts in cooperation with the University of Mannheim, Social Entrepreneurship Baden-Württemberg and Mannheim Business School. Also starting June 30th is a new course for members of SAP Partner Edge, Automate Build and Delivery of SAP Success Factors Packages. For an overview of all upcoming courses, check out the news section on open.sap.com. Now for the reviews. Last month, we launched some great new podcast series on OpenSAP. So if you haven't already, do go and check them out and let us know what you think. And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite series. And now the big one. In June, we reached a monumental milestone with you. If you learn with OpenSAP, it's now official that you truly are one in a million. Together, we formed a community of one million learners. We're so proud that you've chosen to learn with us and it's our pleasure to help you reach your learning goals. And we do love to hear from you. So connect with us on social media and please keep on sharing those badges. Oh.